This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and coming up, we'll talk heart health and how you can take a proactive approach to your heart. Get ahead of a heart attack with the folks at HeartFit Clinic here on Vancouver Consumer. But first, here's some of the consumer news from the past week. Here's some proof that summer is on the way. The first cruise ship of the season has arrived in Victoria. The Sapphire Princess docked in the capital earlier this week, marking the start of the cruise ship season there and all the people that come with it, lots of tourists. Both Vancouver and Victoria are expecting more than 300 ships between now and October. Prince Rupert is also looking forward to a busy season, but the first of 43 ships scheduled this summer for that North Coast port isn't expected until May 3rd. Not really much of a surprise, but the cost of renting was up on average right across the country between February and March, 1% higher, Though, if you look at it year over year, rents were up 10.8%. The latest rent report is from Rentals.ca and Urban Nation, and it puts the average rent for an apartment in Canada at $2,004 in March. That's for a one-bedroom. But that's a Canadian average. If you single out Vancouver, it's a little different. We have the steepest rent in the country. Here in Metro Vancouver, the cost of a one-bedroom unit hit $2,743 a month. That's up 3.9% from February and up a whopping 17.3% from a year ago. There are nearly 20 million COVID-19 vaccines waiting to be used in Canada that will expire at the end of the year. And authorities are a little concerned that it might go to waste. It may be possible to extend their use if they're shown to still be effective past their best before date. Others could be used up in a possible fall COVID vaccine booster campaign or donated to lower income countries. The federal government says it's going to try to minimize the number of doses that need to be discarded. If you're buying a baby sleeper off of Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace, watch out for the Fisher-Price Rock and Play. It's a freestanding seat and sleeper for little toddlers up to 25 pounds. It's no longer for sale new, but some have been seen on the secondary market. They're linked to nearly 100 infant deaths in the U.S. Here in Canada, about 2,000 were sold between 2009 and 2011. So the rock and play does occasionally show up for sale on the used market. The fashion designer who some credit for inventing the miniskirt has passed away at the age of 93 in England. Mary Quant epitomized that swinging 60s look with clothing designs, which helped shape that mod youth style of the day. Let's just say, if Austin Powers wasn't a fictional character, he and Mary Quant would have been friends. Groovy, baby. Quant's impact on the fashion world has been compared to the Beatles' impact on pop music. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. And coming up, it's all about keeping your heart healthy, getting ahead of a heart attack. Diamond Fernandez from the Heart Fit Clinic is next. Stick around for that.
This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong, and as spring kicks into high gear, are you a little more active these days? Are you playing pickleball? Whatever you're doing, a lot of people getting out more, they're walking, they're exercising, which is great, especially for your heart health. And we are learning more and more about heart health and what causes heart disease and heart attacks. And with me now is someone at the leading edge of this, and he believes it's time to rethink some of the things we've come to believe about heart attacks and overall heart health. Diamond Fernandez is the founder of the HeartFit Clinic. You can find them online at heartfit.ca. It's one of the world's premier cardiac rehabilitation and heart attack and stroke prevention centers, providing cardiovascular assessments and heart disease treatments. They have a location in Burnaby on Douglas Road, and Diamond Fernandez is here now. Hi, Diamond. How are you? Hello, and welcome. Hope everyone's having a great springtime here. Right. Are you a are are you a tennis player or a pickleball player or anything like that? I am. I started taking up. Uh, you know, I am a tennis player, and that's what I, I I love to do in the summertime. And obviously, pickleball is. You know, all the courts are turning to pickleball courts, and so obviously, I've tried that game, and it's fun. And and this time of year is is getting back to you know activities. Maybe you're getting out from the winter slug, and you're starting to get a little bit more active with some running and um, or walking, and it'd be like, okay, here's the time where the you know, the sun's starting to come out a little bit more and uh, longer days. And, you know, people are getting back to activity. And, and obviously, our clinic is there to help understand, hey, is this stuff safe enough for you to be able to do? Because everyone's here to heard of someone, hey, you know, dropping from shoveling snow in the wintertime. Well, now there's this time where of the year where people are getting active. And, you know, unfortunately, we're seeing a lot of runners and marathon runners and marathon season happening where people are concerned about having a heart attack or stroke while running a marathon or doing something active. So this is what we do really well is to find out where risk is of a heart attack or stroke. Yeah. And I guess for a lot of people, especially pickleball, because a lot of older people are playing pickleball and uh, they have a lot of questions about how much they can do. And that's one of the reasons why you might want to get in touch with the HeartFit Clinic. If you go to heartfit.ca, you can also give them a call, 604-330-4348. They're at Douglas Road in Burnaby. And uh, Diamond, uh, you know, you've been talking uh, on this show a lot about, uh, about heart disease and the things we need to know about heart disease. And you've, you've got kind of a list of just some basic things that I think everybody needs to know about uh, yeah. heart disease. Yeah, I can go through this stuff. It's basically five things that everyone should know about heart disease. And, and um, you know, I, my number one thing is, before I get into that, is that everyone thinks that, oh, well, I, I don't need to worry about it. I'm okay. And there are so many things that can hurt the arteries and lead to heart disease now um, you know, w- w- with what's happening in the world today. Now we're more, you know, with COVID, everything's now, uh, everyone's more alert about their heart and, and uh, their heart health and what's going on with that side of things. And this is where we're here to help. And so, you know, there are people that are, hey, I just want to know where my risk is. I'm very important. I, I run X company or I'm responsible for all my grandkids or, or I, I have kids on my own and I got responsible for. Everyone's important, but, you know, are, am I on this path of a heart attack or stroke so I can reverse it because it is reversible. And, and so we do see a lot of people that are just trying to prevent that, right? And then we see people who have 
higher risk factors. They might have high blood pressure or diabetes or taking a pill for cholesterol or, or something like that. And I'll get into cholesterol and all that pill side of things, but um, there's that higher risk population and they think that they're taking a pill. So they're okay. And I'll get into that. And then there's the people that have heart disease and heart disease can be heart failure. It could be I've had a stent or bypass or heading for a stent or bypass, or it could be, I have an electrical imbalance, like such as atrial fibrillation. Those are all the type of people that we see in our clinic. But the number one thing that we talk about in our clinic is that these arteries are a muscle. They're not a pipe. People think of them like a plumbing problem. And it, and it really, um, I don't think it bugs me anymore, but it, it, it makes it sad that I've got really, um, knowledgeable colleagues talking about these arteries like a plumbing problem and they're not if you look inside the artery wall it's very it's a very complicated structure and inside the artery wall is all skin right it's like if you make the a, a, a circle with your thumb and your uh, index finger and make the aok sign that's what the inside of your artery wall looks like it's all skin and that skin can get damaged just like damage that things can damage on our skin and then there's these um you know, we talk about cholesterol, and they can sliver into the lining of the skin, and they can build up like a pimple would on your face. And this is why I'm going to start off with my number one thing here. The arteries are a muscle, not a pipe, and that the majority of heart attacks and strokes occur with blockages that are less than 50% blocked. Mm-hmm. Which that is sounds uh, totally funny. different, which is totally different than what uh, we kind of would, would think. Yeah, people think that cholesterol accumulates to this pipe and you have a last cheeseburger and fries and you end up with a heart attack. They're like, oh, gosh, I shouldn't have had that last cheeseburger and fries. It doesn't happen that way. So (laughs) it happens where there's an injury to the artery wall and it builds up like a pimple would on your face. Everyone's had that pimple on your face before, right? Everyone's had different uh, types of pimples on your face. But if that pimple pops on your face, it's not a big deal. But if it pops inside the lining of the artery wall, that's a big deal. That's a heart attack or a stroke. And so when we look at artery disease, there's a progression that happens, right? And there's things that happen. And there, there, are, there, are, there are things that happen to the artery wall. So inside the artery wall, like I said, is all skin. Something has to damage that skin. Then um, cholesterol particles can sliver through. And then there's an infection response that happens or an immune response that happens inside the lining. So, so it builds up. It builds up. And people think, well, Oh, I only got a 20% blockage or a 30% blockage or a 40% blockage. That's where the majority of heart attacks occur. So it's all about understanding the biochemistry of the artery wall to see where your risk is of that plaque rupturing. And simple things like, hey, how's my sexual health? Am I having erectile dysfunction or sexual dysfunction? These are big markers for heart disease because now these arteries aren't flowing like it's supposed to. Imagine like you have a five-lane highway system. All five lanes are open, no problem, right? We're okay. But what happens if we just have construction on the side of the road? The flow of traffic doesn't flow like it's supposed to. What if we close one lane? Not a big deal. But what if we have an accident at that one lane, all four lanes closed? That's like a heart attack, right? It's not closing one lane at a time and then four lanes closed and then all of a sudden you have a four and a half lanes closed and then all of a sudden, boom, five lanes closed, that's your heart attack. It doesn't happen that way. In fact, only less than 10% of heart attacks happen that way. And at that point you're already thankful because you're, you're growing new arteries. And I'll talk about how we do that at the clinic here as well. But I'll get into step number two. Okay. And, uh, and step number two is understanding that cholesterol doesn't cause heart disease. That the majority of people that have heart attacks and strokes actually have normal cholesterol profiles. Wow. 
Yeah. And that's, and people think, yeah, I just got to lower my cholesterol. I'm good. No, it's not about that. Right. So. Yeah. Cause it, it seems like in over the years, cholesterol was like the number one thing that they would talk about when they were talking about heart attacks. Now I'm not saying it's important, but what happened is, is that they sliced open an artery back in the seventies and, uh, they, they looked inside the artery and they found fat and cholesterol. And that's where the diet fad came into play, where it's like stay away from fat and stay away from cholesterol because that causes heart disease. And that was the whole 80s, 90s, even early 2000s fat. And that's not what causes heart disease. You know, it, it, people think that, oh, well, I'll minimize cholesterol in my food. It's not about that. And people think, okay, you have high cholesterol and my doctor's putting on a cholesterol-lowering pill. Well, that's not how you want to treat it either, right? That, that, that's only one step of, of many that happens inside the lining of the artery wall. So I'm going to go quickly and educate the people on what cholesterol is. Because first of all, cholesterol is very important. You require it for sex hormones. You require it for repair. You require it for cellular function. You require it for brain function. So cholesterol is a very important molecule. It's not something that you want to get rid of, right? And there are different types of cholesterol. There's the good, the bad, and the ugly, I call it. So the good is HDL, right? Everyone might have heard of that. The bad is LDL cholesterol, and the ugly is triglycerides. Well, here's my tip for the day. Not all of it is good, and not all of it is bad. Whew. I just messed everyone up there. So, and that's where I talk about it. The majority of people that have heart attacks and strokes have normal cholesterol profiles. So let's, let's make this simple. I talked about good cholesterol, I talked about bad cholesterol, I talked about ugly. Think of them as a bucket of, since we're talking about tennis, golf balls, and uh, tennis balls. So golf balls are small. You know, we're in golf season here now, and, you know, longer days we're able to get out and do some golfing. Good activity, not your exercise, but good activity. And uh, those small golf balls are more dangerous. So if you have, let's take the good bucket, which is HDL. And if you have a, a HDL that's full of golf balls, then that's not good, right? Even if you have high HDL, it's not good if you have small golf balls. You want them to be larger, like tennis balls. What about bad? If you take the bad bucket and the ugly bucket and then you've got a bunch of golf balls in there as well versus tennis balls, well, golf balls are bad. Tennis balls are good. So why am I talking about golf balls and tennis balls? <laughs> Imagine the lining of the artery wall is protected by a tennis net-like structure. Now you can see where I'm going with this. If okay. you hurt the damage, the lining of the artery wall, those golf balls can go through easily. Tennis balls don't. And this is why the majority of people that have heart attacks and strokes actually have normal cholesterol profiles. In fact, 83% right. of people that have heart attacks and strokes have normal bad cholesterol. Interesting. Which, yeah. it, which goes against, uh, once again, uh, <laughs> what we hear a lot of. And, and I should also mention at this point that the HeartFit Clinic, uh, which you can find out more about at heartfit.ca, um, is, is not out to replace your family doctor or your cardiologist. It's to work with your, your team of doctors, right? Absolutely. I mean, we're here to bridge an important gap in the healthcare system. Your doctor's good if you, you know, they're a good starting stone to make sure that blood pressure is good and make sure you don't have diabetes and make sure that's all controlled. Your family doctor is important there. But if they're putting you on and worried about cholesterol, they may not know about cholesterol very well. And that's where the HeartFit Clinic can help you bridge that gap and we can educate your physicians. 
because they don't go to school for this, right? Your GPs or general physicians don't go to school about cholesterol. They just know that, hey, you got a problem, we got a pill. We got a problem, we got a pill. Like that's the, you know, the, the solution. And when we talk about medications, there's always something to understand is, is that there's a number needed to treat. How many people need to be taking a pill to be able to benefit from that? And when you give someone a cholesterol-lowering pill when they've never had a heart attack or stroke, the benefits are, may not outweigh the risks of taking it, right? And so um, that's where the risks are greater than the benefits of taking a drug. So the benefits should always outweigh the risk of taking any pill, right? Anything that you take on it. And that's where the HeartFit Clinic can go. You know, we, we can offer that consultation process and help you educate you and understand, hey, what do we need to be able to do to understand what you're doing and how you're doing and, and what are those things on that end of it? And if you see your cardiologist, they love you too. But they're there to make sure that you don't end up in the hospital, that they need to do a stent or a bypass surgery. And so we're here to bridge that important gap, too. Right. Diamond Fernandez is our guest on Vancouver Consumer. He is the founder of the HeartFit Clinic. He's also uh, an author. He wrote the book Beating Heart Disease, which you can find on uh, the website, heartfit.ca. They uh, have a location in Burnaby, 1126 Douglas Road in Burnaby. You can also give them a call, 604-330-4348. And uh, when we come back, I want to continue this talk because, uh, you know, the, the five things that everybody needs to know about heart disease. The first one is that uh, you're, you you tell me whether I'm, if, if I'm correct, that arteries are not a pipe, they're a muscle. That's Correct. number one. Absolutely. Yeah. Number number two, cholesterol doesn't necessarily cause a heart attack. Absolutely. Well, I look forward to going to the next three here in the next break. All right. Well, that's when we come back because uh, you should know about this. Uh, everybody should know about this, especially if you're out there, you know, really, really playing pickleball at full <laughs> full volume. I don't know why we're talking so much about pickleball, but we'll have more with Diamond Fernandez, the founder of the HeartFit Clinic and the author of the book Beating Heart Disease when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW and we're talking about your heart. Heart health with Diamond Fernandez. He is the founder of the HeartFit Clinic and the author of the book, Beating Heart Disease, the HeartFit Clinic is uh, on Douglas Road in Burnaby. You can find out everything you need to know at heartfit.ca. Uh, whether you just want to prevent a heart attack, maybe you've uh, had problems in the past, maybe it's in your family history. It's worth giving them a call, 604-330-4348. And Diamond, we were talking about the, uh, the five things that everybody needs to know about heart disease. And uh, number one, that arteries are a muscle. They're not a pipe. And number two is that cholesterol is often given a bad rap and uh, cholesterol uh, doesn't always cause heart attacks. So those are the first two. Where do we go from there? Well, I think it's important to navigate heart disease very well. And, and that's where I want to talk about how people should understand about navigating heart disease. And so we did touch on this before the break, and I'm going to just uh, elaborate a little bit more on this. Now, if you're having chest pain or, or, or something that you're worried about actually having a heart attack, you need to go to the hospital. And the hospital 
is going to make sure that you're not having a heart attack. And if you are having a heart attack, then you're going to be in really great hands where they're going to do, um, you know, uh, some blood tests and ECGs. And, and then they'll do an angiogram to see where the plumbing problem is. And they'll fix it with a stent or bypass. That's very important to do. And that's where um, the heart fit clinic will come into play after you go through that process. Now, if you're having chest pain and it's, you know, enough that, hey, you know what, I'm I'll, going I'll to go to my family doctor and take a peek at this. Now, it's, it's no point going to the hospital at that time because, you know, we're looking for a heart attack. And so at your GP level, they might do an ECG. They might, do, uh, they might send you to a cardiologist to do a stress test. And all those tests are a waste of time. Whew, I'm saying something that's so bad. <laughs> but um, it, I'm saying this on a preventative pa- patient, right? So someone who just wants to know where their risk is of a heart attack or or if someone wants to know where their risk is of a heart attack or, or where, you know, you, you don't go to your family doctor because they, they can do an ECG and, and check your cholesterol. And we already talked about cholesterol doesn't cause heart disease. But I think it's very important that you take care of blood pressure and diabetes. Those are big ones if you have that because you don't want to have right. that. And we know that those are important. But if you want to know where your risk is of a heart attack, the cardiologist, sorry, the, the family doctor is limited. Now, if you go to a cardiologist and you say, well, you know what, I want to do this plumbing test and see where my plumbing problem is, it's not a plumbing problem, right? And plus, those tests have an immense amount of radiation. You only want to do it if you're sitting there in an emergency situation. Like, we're talking radiation exposure of about 700 chest x-rays, maybe even more. And the, the testing should be done when it's an emergency situation, right? And people think, well, I'm going to just do that test because you know, I have a friend and uh, my neighbor is a cardiologist and he can get me in to do that. You don't want to do that stuff because these arteries are, and now it goes back to my number one point, arteries are a muscle. They're not a pipe. And you don't want to go poking and prodding inside these arteries because you could do more damage than good, right? So what is a cardiologist good for? They're good if you have advanced stages of disease. And if you have advanced stages of disease, the HeartFit Clinic can help you reverse that process by growing new arteries and improving the artery health and function. But right. my point is, is that, you know, there's a big problem with people thinking, oh, I'm going to just go to my family doctor and see where my risk is. They're limited. And if you go to a cardiologist, they're also limited because they're looking for a plumbing problem, right? And not to say that, oh, good, good thing I went to the cardiologist. I had a patient that we saw just this week, and they're like, good thing I went to my cardiologist. They found a blockage, and they don't want to do anything about it. And that's correct. You don't want to do anything about it. You want to treat it with medicines now, not going in and opening up with stents and bypasses. And that takes right. us to the trials. The trials have come out and saying, you know what? Doing surgery for blocked arteries or doing a heart stent for blocked arteries is often unwarranted. That basically medications are just as good of a treatment option than going in and intervening because we know that is damaging to the lining of the artery wall. This is for someone who is stable, by the way. Not for emergency. Mm-hmm. We already talked about that part, right? right? And this is where the HeartFit Clinic bridges that gap. It's important for people to take the mindset away that it's a plumbing problem. It's not because 90% of heart attacks will occur with a blockage that a cardiologist will never pick up. Right. That's good to know. And it's important to, to know that at the HeartFit Clinic, the, the idea is that heart disease is reversible. It's not something you're treating the symptoms of. You're, you're actually working to reverse the heart disease. Yeah. And when we talk about heart disease, there's different things. And I think it's important to make sure that all gets addressed, right? We, 
if it's electrical, such as atrial fibrillation, or if it's uh, structural, if you have a valve problem, the HeartFit Clinic can help you out if you after surgery or after something that needs to be intervened. But when we talk about arteries, when we talk about you know the plumbing problem, it's not a pipe, it's a muscle. But when we talk about arteries, it's a different game now. And the literature now shows that. And the problem is, is that we're, we're still following an archaic model in our healthcare system. And the HeartFit Clinic is, is, is a progressive clinic and an advanced clinic to be able to, we're your premier center to be able to understand where your risk is of a heart attack or stroke and reverse it, right? Where, you know, we're, nothing's really changed. Like we're, the stress test is like 70 years old or whatever. I don't even know how old it is, but that's my next book is about navigating heart disease and the death of the stress test. And it, it's such an old test. All we did since that time frame is get better. Now we've got touch screens on there or we can, you know, it, it'll tell us uh, now we're wireless versus wired. And, you know, we got fancier treadmills to walk on. That's all we've done. We haven't really improved how we go about testing it. This is where the HeartFit Clinic bridges that in gap, right? And now, you know, the nuclear stress test, which is myocardial perfusion imaging, that's stuff that should only be done if, uh, if you suspect a blockage. But again, that's, now you're getting into radiation and radioactive dye. And that's where the HeartFit Clinic can do these things on a non-invasive basis, right? And so, and, and then people think, well, I can just do a, an angiogram. Well, no. That's a lot of radiation to expose your body to. And, you know, the risk-reward is not there. And that's where it's important to understand that. So navigating heart disease, I could probably talk a, a whole show for a week on this because that's what my next book is on, is about how to navigate heart disease. But really what I want to share with you is the HeartFit Clinic bridges that important gap in our healthcare system. Your family doctor is an important first step. Get your cholesterol done. Well, maybe not cholesterol, but know your blood pressure. Um, know your know if you're having high blood sugar. Those are important things to address. Cholesterol, we already talked about, not so much. If you go to a cardiologist, they're looking for a plumbing problem, right? They're looking for advanced stages of disease. This is where the heart fit clinic bridges that important gap. And cardiologists are really best when they're dealing with an emergent situation, right? They're dealing with right. when they're when you're having that heart attack or they're having that valve that collapsed or you're having something that's, um, you know, you're in severe heart failure that needs uh, addressing. Those are things that the, the cardiologists are really great at. So. Diamond Fernandez is our guest. He is the founder of the HeartFit Clinic, and he's also of uh, the author of Beating Heart Disease. Uh, you can find that on their website, heartfit.ca. Makes a good gift for somebody. And uh, be on the lookout. His new book is uh, called Death of the Stress Test, and that's coming out uh, soon. But go to heartfit.ca. That's the website. Uh, their phone number is 604-330-4348. And uh, Diamond, we've been going through the, the list of things that we need to know about uh, heart disease. And where are we now? So we're on number four. And number four and five, I'm going to have to go a little bit quick to make sure I can fit this in. But um, the, the, the fourth one is understanding that cardiovascular disease, when you're trying to reverse that disease, it's a puzzle. It's a puzzle in understanding cardiogenomics. It's a, a puzzle to understanding inflammation. It's a puzzle to understand um, the artery health and function, the metabolic side of disease. It's a, it's a puzzle to understand micronutrient deficiencies and foods imbalances, hormonal imbalances, you know, and all that comes into play. So it's a puzzle. And when we're trying to reverse heart disease, it's important to understand that it is a puzzle. It's not just, hey, here's your pills, take it, and off you go. Any medication that you take, 
will deplete anywhere between two and eight micronutrients. And if you don't get them, you know, attended to, that's where you get the side effects from the medications. So this is why it's an important puzzle to be able to understand that cardiogenomics, microbiome, all that stuff. I could again, talk all day long about that, but I'm trying to fit the rest of what we do in here really quickly to get to the five, which then takes me to number five is then the treatment side of things. Cardiovascular treatment, people think, oh, I had a stent or bypass surgery. Those are, those are meant for when you're having an emergency. Even medications are meant for when you're having an emergency. But when we're talking about reversing heart disease, it's about understanding where your imbalances are, making sure that lifestyle is attended to, making sure you're well-educated, and then external counterpulsation. That's one of my favorite treatment options to help grow new arteries, improve artery health, artery function. Um, COVID, we know that those are things that damage the lining of the artery wall. That is an amazing treatment for that as well. And so, um, or, or even vaccine injuries. Like those are things that can happen now that we're looking at at the HeartFit Clinic to be able to see, okay, well, what is it that's happening? And we have the treatment options to be able to educate you, making sure that you've got your imbalances uh, attended to. And external counterpulsation is a treatment option for those people that have artery disease, poor circulation, diabetes. Um, you know, those are the things that the markers that we're able to grow new arteries. We're able to grow new arteries and improve the artery function and strengthen the skin over that plaque or over that pimple so it doesn't pop. And this is where we do this really well at the HeartFit Clinic. We bridge an important gap to help people understand where their risk is of a heart attack or stroke and understand what's going on to reverse or prevent heart disease. Wow. And it always blows my mind, the external counter pulsation. You're actually growing new arteries because I don't, I don't think a lot of people know you can do that. Yeah. Think of it like a highway system very quickly. I know we got to wrap up here quick, but the, the, think of it like a, a if you have a five-lane highway system, all five lanes are open, no problem. What happens if we put construction on the side of the road? The flow doesn't flow like it's supposed to, but still five lanes are open, so you're going to take that highway system. What if we close one lane? Yeah, still okay. Two lanes, yeah, I might try to find another route, but not enough because three lanes are still open. What if we close three lanes? Now you're at a point where you're like, ah, maybe I should try it, but there's still two lanes open. Now we've got four lanes closed. Now four lanes closed, you're like, forget this. I'm going to start to find some side roads for sure. And that's what your body's doing anyways. We're just exacerbating that process. Right, right. So in the, the minute or so, minute and a half that we have left, uh, I just, uh, I'll go through the list really quickly. Uh, the five things we needed to know, things like, uh, you know, that uh, arteries are, are a muscle, not a pipe, and that cholesterol it gets a bad rap. And, uh, you know, family doctors and cardiologists are great, especially for emergencies. But what's the one takeaway from all of this that you want people to know about, uh, about heart disease? I think it's more important to make sure that you are, get to navigate your own ship. You're the most important person um, everyone out there is important. They're doing things that are important every day, whether it's taking care of family, kids, grandkids, parents, whatever it is, everyone has an important job, work, wherever it might be. So you're doing this to make sure that you can be of value and, and be, uh, you know, at your best. And that's where we're here to help you prevent and reverse heart disease. And we are your leading providers to help you understand where your risk is so that you can reverse disease. It's a reversible disease. You don't have to go down that path. Even if you have your parents that have gone down that path, you don't have to go down that path. Thank you, Diamond. My pleasure.
All right. Diamond Fernandez, the author of Beating Heart Disease and the founder of the Heart Fit Clinic, 1126 Douglas Road in Burnaby. You can find out everything you need to know at heartfit.ca. Their phone number is 604-330-4348. And uh, I'm Martin Strong. This is Vancouver Consumer. Coming up, it's another edition of Today in BC Booze History. It was a big day for teenage drinkers in the province back in 1970. I've got that story next when Vancouver Consumer continues on CKNW right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. It's time for another edition of Today in BC Booze History. Because if we go back... To this day, April 15th, 1970, exactly 53 years ago today, it's the day that BC became the first province in Canada to drop the drinking age from 21 to 19. The Vancouver Express newspaper described it this way. It was the magic night when all 19 and 20-year-olds became adults with all the privileges of adulthood, and they indulged their new freedom by jamming in bars and pubs. Yeah, it was all part of a new legislation called the New Age of Majority Act. It was first introduced on March 4th and was supported by all the political parties. And according to the Attorney General in 1970 in B.C., Leslie Peterson, the act was aimed at, quote, bringing the governing of our young people out of the Middle Ages. You see, before the Age of Majority Act, adulthood here in British Columbia was classified under something called the Infants Act, which designated that anybody under the age of 21 was, quote, an infant. So this new act was actually a lot more than just letting 19 and 20-year-olds have a drink, though that's what got the most attention. The Age of Majority Act also allowed 19 and 20-year-olds to get married in B.C. and also to vote. And while it was a pretty popular move, there were some critics A lot of them were older people who didn't want their favorite pubs overrun with young people. The Express quoted one man who said, quote, a guy can't even get a drink for all these teeny boppers, unquote. Even some students were opposed to the reforms, with one complaining to the Victoria colonist that it takes the thrill out of becoming 21. It also brought in a new focus on checking for IDs, with that practice becoming a little more, let's say, stringent than it had been. But the transition to younger drinkers was relatively seamless, and it quickly spread east across the country. Saskatchewan would introduce a similar bill within a week, while Alberta would take it all the way down to 18 years old a year later in 1971. And things have changed quite a bit when it comes to the rules on drinking in the Lower Mainland. And coming up on Vancouver Consumer, it's the latest on where we'll be allowed to drink outside this summer. And that's when we check in on the Consumer News on Vancouver Consumer when we come back. I'm Martin Strong. Stick around. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.